And there's so many hours that go towards whatever career that we pick. Like that's going to be, I mean, music and, and writing and, and, you know, marketing and managing my career has, is a full time, all the time, round the clock gig. And it's so important and crucial that I love what I do because I'm doing it all the time. Um, and I think that that can translate to any, any sort of career that anyone chooses. I mean, I was very passionate about so many different things in school too, that I could have found a, a lot of, of success and liked a lot of those other career paths. I just was super dedicated to the artistic. I mean, the amount of creativity that, that comes to me through my work is just sometimes so much that I, I had to be an artist. Today, I get to speak with Kendra Mickey. She's a singer songwriter, actress, writer, and a published author from Houston, Texas, now in LA. She performs under the stage name Kendra and the Bunnies as a psychedelic folk rock Americana and spoken word artist. Her style heavily utilizes the element of storytelling through song, painting a creative experience for the listener. She has released three albums, charted globally at number eight on the digital radio charts, published two books, writes for several online music magazines, is SAG after eligible, and tours nationally. You can read more about Kendra and publications such as Jam Bass, Relics Magazine, Denver Westward, Grateful Web, Hollywood Digest, Indie Post Music, and more. Find out more about Kendra as she shares her journey. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Kendra, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you are amazing musician, songwriter, guitar player, I don't know if you call yeah. people guitar player, writer and guitarist. poet. Yeah, yeah, guitarist. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started, what's your inspiration? Wonderful. So I grew up in Houston, Texas, and kind of like right out of the shoot, I started as an actress. Um, at like age four, I was captivated by um, you know, a movie that I saw and I was like, is this what being a movie star is? And my mom was like, yeah. So I started taking acting classes at a very young age and it was very formidable of like how I would grow to see the world. Um, I was always on stage, always like, you know, in the theater, um, surrounded by music, but it wasn't late till later on in life that I started playing the guitar and that I started writing poetry. And the way that I started writing poetry was just like, it just was very natural to me. We were studying it in uh, freshman year of high school and I just like picked up the pen and, and haven't set it down yet. Um, then I went to college for acting as well. And mm-hmm. post-college, I started thinking, I was like, okay, I've been acting forever. I've been writing poetry now for you know X amount of years since high school. I, I was very interested in rock and roll music. And I was like, what can I do to combine all these things together? And it, it was like, boom oh, I'm a musician, I'm a singer songwriter. Mm -hmm. And so I started following that pursuit um, a little bit after college and it's led me to just really being able to be myself in in every facet. That is so cool. So 
an inspiration that you had for, or a movie inspired you yeah. to acting at age four, which is really amazing. I mean, I have four-year-olds and I, mean, I have a five-year-old, I have a two-year-old and a 10-year-old and, and they love watching movies and they, they love, you know, acting out like, oh, I'm Batman oh, or, you know, <laughs> all the different yeah. actors that, or, or all the different characters that they see. And mm -hmm. um, it's really fascinating that, so so you're, who inspired you or, or not inspired, but who motivated you or who like supported you to mm. go in that route? Um, I would say like my family has always been very supportive of me. Um, so that would be like the first people that I would name mm -hmm. because like from the start, I mean, I, I mean, I was so young. I was like, I want to act. And it was just like, you know, it was an, an extracurricular and stuff, but it became what my life was about. And, you know, even furthermore, like when I went to go pick a, um, a major for college, yeah. I remember thinking, I was like, okay, like it's all fun and games until until your um, kid wants to study acting in college. Cause that's mm -hmm. like, a, that's like a sincere dedication to the profession. And I've since expanded into all these different realms, but I, I have to say my family is so supportive of me and they love the fact that I'm just filled with all this creative energy and just like yeah. busting at the seams with, with art. That's so beautiful. You know, it, it is so important to, nurture those abilities to nurture yeah. those fascination and interest because a lot of the times people like oh no acting is for you know blah 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 you have to be born in it or whatever but that's not true oh yeah right it's not yeah. true at all because you really have to put your mind to it just like mm -hmm. when somebody goes to engineering college or when somebody goes to you know medical school or somebody goes mm -hmm. to whichever profession you say, you know, you do put the time in, you do have to put the time in, you do have to really study and act on it mm -hmm. to be really good at it. So that's, that's yeah. really beautiful, you know. Thanks, yeah. Uh, give me one minute. I got to go grab my doctor, my daughter. Sure. She's screaming while my wife's in another meeting. <laughs> okay, no problem. That's that's fun, you know, when you're working from home and, and <laughs> everyone does do that. All right, give me yeah. a few minutes. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much for waiting. And, yeah. And appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Awesome. So we talked about how important it is for support from the family mm -hmm. to go into what you want to do as a child what you love to do, what's really mm -hmm. just you, you know. Uh, and <laughs> one of the reasons why we see a lot of um, South Asians, Indians like myself, you know, in, in engineering and, and, and education, not education, mm -hmm. but engineering and, and medical school is because our parents are like, no, you have to be a doctor or, you know, you have to be an engineer. It's hilarious. But yeah. they are getting becoming more and more open to other you know, other professions, because it's not, it, it doesn't come down, because it, I'm just stumbling all over my words. I think <sighs> it all came out because there was a lot of money to make in those yeah. fields. But that's yeah. not the case anymore, right? That's, uh, yeah, I what, suppose so. Well, what's really important, what's becoming more and more important now is the happiness of of your yeah. Right, your own happiness. Like, sure, mm -hmm. you're an engineer, but do you really enjoy being an engineer? 
right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that's that's really important, the happiness of the human being or of, of the person that's taken on an activity or taking on a profession or a career that's really going to bring out the best of best in them. And and there's so many hours that go towards whatever career that we pick. Like that's mm -hmm. going to be I mean, music and and writing and and you know, marketing and managing my career has is a full time all the time round the clock gig yeah. and it's so important and crucial that i love what i do because i'm doing it all the time um and i think that that can translate to any any sort of career that anyone chooses i mean i was very passionate about so many different things in school too that i could have found a, a lot of of success and liked a lot of those other career paths i just was super dedicated to the artistic, I mean, the amount of creativity that that comes to me through my work is just sometimes so much mm -hmm. that I I had to be an artist. Like yeah. I just have to be an artist. Um, but I did I did really like so many different elements of school, um, and I could have seen myself being very happy in in a lot of different career paths. Mm -hmm. No, that's so true. In a different life, yeah. In a different life, <laughs> right? exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know how they say. Um, arranged marriages are some of the most successful ones <laughs> it's because yeah you learn to make you know you you learn to love the other person or you learn to make do with it and you learn to mm -hmm. be um accustomed to it so yeah. absolutely you know uh but once you have a mindset on one specific thing i think it's very important to carry it through and mm -hmm. make it mm -hmm. make it happen and continue Definitely. that path. Yeah, because there'll be days when I wake up and it's like, I mean, every day is a good day, but there's some days mm -hmm. I wake up and I have three emails versus 10 or, or 15 or something. And yeah. the, the days that I wake up when there's 10 or 15, I get very excited about all the new opportunities coming mm -hmm. in, all the like uh, ability to just move forward in my career. But I have to remember there are going to be days when there's three emails that come in and yeah. that's okay too, you know, yeah. stay the course, keep going and, you know, relish in all the accomplishments, big and small. That's absolutely right. You have to keep going. You have to continue on the path that you've started because mm -hmm. it all comes down to how far you can you take it and are mm -hmm. you going to quit in the middle of it? Just like Thomas Alvarez, you know, he didn't give up after getting failure after failure on building the light bulb, you know, he says, no, oh, I didn't fail yeah. 10,000 times. Mm -hmm. I just found 10,000 ways it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes complete sense. So having that positive outcome and having that positive influence as well as support from our peers, from our family, mm -hmm. from our friends, I think that plays another big role right so you have mm -hmm. the motivation in you you have the burning desire to do something mm -hmm. but then once once that is fueled by external sources you're even more empowered mm -hmm. that's great that's absolutely great and and, and we have to believe in ourselves too because mm -hmm. i've dealt with that like on and off where it's just you know a, a little bit of self-doubt here and there and i just have to you know, focus on channeling that into something productive, or if I can't be productive with it, then just meditate and 
come back later. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, self-doubt is, is, it is what it is. And I'm sure it serves a purpose. I think maybe it makes us dig deeper into who we are and analyze like what we really want in life, but to just dwell in self-doubt doesn't serve a purpose. No, not at all. And, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the times where, why, uh, people, get into addiction is because they're not getting that feedback. And I, I don't know if that's, that's the topic I'm, um, mm. uh, what's that word qualified to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we'll stick, stay away. from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's when someone feels like to augment a certain amount of reality or, or have some sort of escapism. I mean, there, there's a lot of different versions of obsessive, yeah, obsessive thought patterns. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's see, where should we take the conversation? So you you got into music, you started, you learned. So which instrument did you learn first? I, um, so I guess I, well, singing for sure. Like when mm-hmm. I was younger, I started singing just like right off the bat. Um, I guess I'd say piano. Um, mm-hmm. I, I played piano a little bit when I was younger. I'm actually like about to jump back into playing the piano um my grandmother recently um passed away oh my condolences we miss her very much Mm -hmm. thank you thank you um but i was sent all i was sent her keyboard her her piano that she had and i was also sent all of her sheet music and all of her writing that she had been writing for years so i really want to relearn the piano so i can play some of her original music and bring that back to life and add a second life to it um, that being said, that's going to be a learning process because I haven't played the piano since, well, I mean, I know music theory, but I haven't played the piano since I was very young. Mm-hmm. Um, I started playing the guitar kind of in high school, but it's interesting. My first guitar teacher was very much, um, not empowering. I, I told mm-hmm. him some of my, the things that I wanted to do. And he was like, you know, I was like, Oh, I want to be the, the next female Jimi Hendrix. And he's like, Oh, okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> so I immediately felt well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess I wasn't, like, come on. And I mean, it's just, so I, I was very off-put by that. So then mm-hmm. I didn't play and for a while oh, until wow. um, college, actually. It was my last credit in college. I had uh, uh, taken all the credits I needed to for my degree, and I had one, just one more credit to graduate. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take Guitar 101. And just I had it. a teacher that really believed in me. Yeah. And and it changed everything. I mean, just even though I was very much in the beginning stages, they were like, he, my teacher was like, hey, um, you've got something special here. Mm. That's beautiful because it's it's that it's those first dismissive actions, right? It it puts you off and you're like, okay, maybe I don't have it in me, right? You you start, mm. like you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm, right? you, mm-hmm. you start doing that self-doubt thing yeah. and you keep wallowing in that in that. Um, a really cool story that I remember reading, um, this book around rejection theory or the rejection project, um, where this gentleman, he's like, you know, he, he loved to create ideas. He loved to experiment and invent new things. And he sent not one of the ideas where he basically attached a wheel mm-hmm. in the shoe and he he was like, oh, I want, this is going to be an awesome idea. You just pop the wheel out and you can ride on your shoes. Oh, mm-hmm. right. So he shared that idea with his uncle and his mm-hmm. uncle, oh, that's never going to happen. Mm. 
And then so he got off put about it.、Mm-hmm. But what he forgot to do is he forgot to ask why. So a few years later, the wheelie company came out with these shoes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which was similar based on his ideas.、Mm-hmm. Had he not, had he asked us a question of why, why not, right, he would have been the guy running that. But, but again, he basically went around saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get rejected 100 times. There's actually a project called a, a rejection theory where you basically put yourself in places where you know you're gonna get rejected. Just so you can overcome that fear of rejection. So he's like, I'm gonna,、sense. I'm gonna do it three times, right?、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he did a hundred and he recorded every single、uh, video or around it. Like, okay, I'm gonna, this is my first attempt. I'm gonna ask、mm-hmm. a stranger for a hundred dollars. So it's really cool in how he built up that, that rejection muscle. Cause essentially,、mm-hmm. it is a muscle and it's similar to getting hit in your stomach. It gives you the, like, The reaction、mm-hmm. your brain、uh, creates is similar to、mm-hmm. somebody punching you in the stomach when you get rejected. So,、mm-hmm. when somebody、yeah. tells us, no, that's not going to happen for you, that's you're dreaming too. It's so, pain- it's so painful.、Yeah. Absolutely. So painful. I've been through that quite a bit. And、um, I guess I have been a lot stronger from it. I mean, it, It gets easier a little bit each time.、Mm-hmm. But I think that my, my newest mindset, and this is one I've adapted, I think like within the week, has been that it's all good. Like it's all good.、Yeah. If I were to look at the grand tapestry of my life and look at like the different things that have happened, certain things in the past that I might not have enjoyed have led me to where I am. So it's like all good. I, I, I no longer am going to question. The journey, I'm just going to be along with the journey, and it makes it a, a really nice ride and things easier, things happen easier. Yeah, absolutely. No,、um, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've had to go through this similar process of, you know,、um, of accepting the status quo, accepting, okay, this is,、mm-hmm. this is what we have to deal with anyway. I mean, with COVID 19,、mm-hmm. everybody's perceptions. Totally changed, right?、Mm-hmm. We're no longer、mm-hmm. meeting in public. We're all meeting online. We're all、mm-hmm. doing this and, and adapting to this. And, and I think the biggest adapters are the kids because they're no longer going to school. They have to use these devices to communicate with their teachers,、mm-hmm. to communicate with their, with their, with their peers. It's, it's a very different,、mm-hmm. different environment. And they don't have、mm-hmm. the same luxury as we do as adults to be able to. You know, just strike up a conversation with anybody. They can't do that with their、uh, kid friends unless they have,、mm-hmm. you know, previously set up that kind of set up network or whatever. So it's really. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see where, how we are evolving and how we are adapting.、Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to beat myself about it. If I'm not、mm-hmm. able to get something done, that's okay. There's time to get that done. True. When the time is right, all I got to do is make sure that I keep doing the same thing over and over and over, or you know, keep going the path because I know eventually I will get to that success point. Yeah. And, and each time when I return to different de- decisions, like either I have a chance to like re solidify 
the decision that I've made before, or I have a chance to choose a new direction. It's like with the light bulb, it's like, you know, the, the thousandth time or the hundredth time that he put that light bulb together. Yeah. If he just would have said, Oh, well, let me try it exactly the same way. Or yeah, let me give up this time. Mm -hmm. Then he wouldn't have reached, you know, discovering electricity and, um, yeah, we get to make new agreements with ourselves and new agreements with the universe when things arrive again. And I think I think a quality that I'm starting to understand, and it's interesting because when I was younger, I used to think like, oh, that doesn't make sense, is the quality of being, it's okay to be wrong mm. from, from the past. Like, you know, I made the best decision with the evidence or with the facts that I had on a certain... Yes decision or or a habit or a way of living or something like that Mm -hmm. but then when something when new information presents itself then i can make a new decision and and mature in it in an emotional realm and in a in a realm that makes more sense at the time exactly it's it's that no regret policy right sure what i did in Mm -hmm. the past Mm -hmm. was based on the best information i had available like um Seven years ago, my friend, you know, he purchased some stock in Amazon. He bought it at, what, uh, $300 or something. And mm-hmm. and he spent, a, he, he, he spent like 15000 something on it, right, buying $300 mm-hmm. stocks. And then weeks after, you know, the stock even went further down. It's like, oh, no, what's going on? It's not going to work out for me. And now you look at the stock, it's $3,000 for one share. That's amazing. Right? So he stuck with it. He's like, all right, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep it Mm -hmm. because it is a company that's making strides. And and some some things that I did was, you know, I I let go of some of the shares that I had. I was like, okay, I bought this for $100, but now it's at $300 and I sold it. Mm -hmm. But now it's at like $500 or now it's at like (laughs) $1,500. So it's okay. I mean, those are the decisions I had to make at Mm -hmm. that time. I probably needed the money probably needed to get something out of out of the way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's okay because we make the decisions and um so it's okay to make mistakes as long as we learn from those mistakes and apply mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the future big time definitely yeah and and i like what you said about not having any regrets and not beating mm-hmm. ourselves up about it because i used to do that too i mean don't get me wrong i'm sure I'll end up doing it in a week or something, but Mm -hmm. at least I'll have the foresight to go, oh, right. Well, it doesn't serve me to beat myself up about something because I mean, it, it is what it is. And if it's, if it's all good, then, you know, I was being an agent of change for myself without realizing that I was in the midst of doing that. That's so true. You know, agent of change, that's a really good word because who we are today is all because of the decisions we made in the past. We would not have gotten to this point if we had not made those decisions. We'd mm. be somewhere else. It's like the theory of time travel. If you go back, if you go in the <laughs> past and change something, it's not that your future is going to be changed. It's going to be somebody else's future is going to change. It's still your you're still living. You're not living in like you're not changing your own future. You're changing somebody else's future. And a really cool example of that was uh, there's a TV show. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Wow. It's called uh, The Orville. It's basically a play on – it's it's a 
they're make they're kind of making fun of Star Trek, uh, but it's it's uh, it's a really cool show where in one episode, uh, they what they did is uh, they found a time capsule from the year two thousand, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna um, there's a there's a there was a smartphone of somebody's mm-hmm. life in it. Like, and she was like, I'm going to put mm-hmm. my smartphone in here as a time travel so people in the future can see what our lives look like. So it had photos. Mm-hmm. It had... So what he did, he put it in this virtual reality room where the system took the personality and now you can enter the room and interact with this person. Wow. So it was really, it was really funny, right? So he interacted with this. He falls in love with this girl. But then... The one wow. thing, you know, his her boyfriend shows up, right? So he didn't know from the beginning. So he's like, all right. <laughs> he goes to the system. He's like, okay, remove her boyfriend for the entire storyline. Mm-hmm. And then he enters the space again. And and she's a waitress and she's doing the regular thing. And then there's like a, there's a open mic night. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you should go and try it. And she's like. What? I've never wanted to play music before. Uh-huh. And he's like, what? But she used to sing in the previous version. Oh. And he started thinking, it's like, I wonder why. So what turns out is that her boyfriend was the one who pushed her to take up on music. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. because of that, you know, I mean, even though wow. she had broken up with the boyfriend, right? It was a different future. Mm-hmm. So even though this is all make-believe, those past actions change who we become in the future. It's, it's pretty. Um, it's it's interesting what you said about how when we time travel, we change um, other people's futures. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was trying to wrap my head around that. And I think what I settled on is the fact that the, the people that we impact each day, mm-hmm. I mean, we're placed in a certain place to impact the certain people that we'll interact with. Absolutely. And if, if we change where we are and the past, then we change the future and we change all those people's lives who we would impact and the conversations we would have and the people we'd meet. And that changes like face of reality. Yeah, it does. Absolutely does. Wow. From, <laughs> from getting into music and theater and arts into time travel... <laughs> where yeah, become? This is, pretty similar, right? Yeah, very similar. And um, I mean, that's that's what that's the power of conversation and, and where we can take our mind. You know, the mind is, is so beautiful. I look at it and I just love studying the mind and, and quantum physics and how we're all connected with each other in mm-hmm. one form or another. Like right now, we're connected through audio. Mm-hmm. But there are other there are other dimensions that we're connected with that we mm-hmm. we cannot see or we cannot perceive. It's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, Kendra, this was a ton of fun. Tell us. Yeah. Have I have a few questions. Sure. And then we'll go over. Uh, what are some of the motivations for the things you do? So we talked about that. You you love, you know, you love uh, music and and arts and and you mm-hmm. just got into it. So. That question we can skip. All right. What is one hobby that you wish you got into? Um, <clears throat> that answer used to be play guitar, but now I play guitar. But you play the like, guitar. <laughs> all the time. I would say like yoga or mm. 
or dance or seriously i do hula hoop i do dance and i do yoga but Mm -hmm. just if i could do it a little bit more and be more passionate about it um i'd really enjoy that and maybe like paint a little bit more these are all things that Mm -hmm. i do but they're you know very much extracurricular hobbies sure nice yeah painting is one of my um things like i have i have a few canvas packed in the box because i i have so many different hobbies so many different creative things that i want to do uh and i i like dived into like getting these cutting machines so you can cut cut vinyl and and you know paint through it oh, or whatnot wonderful um but again it all takes time you, you gotta mm-hmm. see okay where are you gonna put your time into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right next question what did you want to be when you were a child and i think we answered like your entire yeah. journey is around that it is it is and it uh, you know it makes it like really important and sometimes it makes those rejections or bumps in the road mm-hmm. or like days where i wake up there's only three emails it makes those days a little bit harder sometimes because yeah. i've been so dedicated to this for so mm-hmm. long yeah that it's like this or nothing for me but i'm learning to enjoy life for for just life mm-hmm. instead of career and name and lights and all of that and, and i'm learning to regain loving life just for for living nice love it mm-hmm. what is your favorite movie or tv show oh um my favorite movie is waking life by richard linkletter um he is a filmmaker from austin texas oh houston texas um which is also where i'm from and he he wrote dazed and confused and he has some more like artistic indie films. One of them would be the one, uh, Waking Life. And mm-hmm. it's about lucid dreaming and reality and just like parallel realities and how Ooh. it's, it, it, all of existence is like a dream-like state, you know, and we're, yeah. we're witnessing and we're part of, we're, we're almost like a passenger of our own reality. And I think there's so many philosophical elements of that movie that mm-hmm. are just like so quotable and very enlightening. So definitely Waking Life would be my favorite movie. Um, Waking t- Life. TV show would probably be, I just like like lighthearted kind of funny stuff. Mm-hmm. So probably like Seinfeld or... Oh you said it. <laughs> said it. Yeah. My favorite I mean, it's the, TV it's show the of the all time. best show of all time. <laughs> just like literally the best writing, hilarious of all yeah, time. It is. It's just amazing. All right. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Um, so I actually, well, two things. I, I actually am working on a like memoir or novel right now that mm-hmm. I intend to turn into a screenplay nice. and then play myself at whatever age I am. <laughs> um, I'm about like 60 pages into that. So it's, nice. you know, the proje- project's coming along, but just depends when I sit down to write a little bit more. I wrote, I yeah. wrote a little bit of it like a few nights ago. Um, mm-hmm. But then I'd say like, if to pick a movie, I'd probably say maybe like Almost Famous. Penny Lane and Almost Famous. That's um, a good one. By Kate H- with Kate Hudson with playing Kate her. Hudson, yeah, it was, yeah. was a really good one. I love that movie. Yeah. They're actually turning it into a musical too. No way. That would be so it, much fun to watch. The soundtrack would probably is probably going to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next one. Who is your favorite superhero or your superhero power? 
Um, favorite superhero? I'd probably like say like a musician, like Jerry Gar- Garcia from The mm-hmm. Grateful Dead. <laughs> um, and then I'd po- probably say like favorite um, superpower would be like Claire audience, like being able to just like clairvoyance and clear audience just being mm. able to like know things from your surroundings kind of like uh sherlock holmes i suppose so yeah. yeah just being able to to understand and perceive things that have happened and will happen and that are happening wow yep that's sherlock holmes <laughs> like to the two cool awesome if you are a board game what would it be um a board game i guess like the game of life game of life (laughs) yeah i always liked playing that as a kid um i think it's really funny that the fact that the game goes on so long that like when me and my brother would play a game and play it at like age 12 or something we'd end up just playing for like an hour and we'd like seriously (laughs) this thing this life game goes on forever i always (laughs) thought that was a funny joke but jokes aside i love the game (laughs) that's hilarious that's awesome well, thank you so much, Kendra. This was Thanks. a ton of fun talking with you, learning about you, and can't wait to check out your albums. I know you're on Apple Music and uh, all mm-hmm. the different places. Uh, mm-hmm. Where can my audience find you if they want to connect with you and learn more? Wonderful. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. It's been a really wonderful conversation and nice to meet you today. Appreciate um, it. So I've got a, a new single coming out on August 27th. Um, and that will be on all music platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I go by Kendra and the Bunnies. Um, mm-hmm. Me and my band are Kendra and the Bunnies. So you can nice. search that on any of the streaming platforms. Um, if you want to get in touch with me for booking Kendra and the Bunnies yeah. or some sort of like songwriting collaboration, you can reach mm-hmm. me at Kendra and the Bunnies, MGMT at gmail.com. Nice. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm I'm Ken Bunny, K-E-N-B-U-N-N-Y, Facebook, Kendra and the Bunnies Music. Um, yeah, and then even you can reach out to me on LinkedIn too because I've been doing a lot of like freelance writing articles and a, a lot of copywritten work as well. So you can nice. just search Kendra Mickey on, on LinkedIn if, to collaborate on something more professional or not more professional, <laughs> but <laughs> less artsy, more graphical well you know what's funny (laughs) is there's people posting videos from tiktok on linkedin oh it's hilarious interesting and they're getting a ton of likes a ton of engagement i'm like wow tiktok on linkedin check this out and what's funny is that microsoft who also owns linkedin is looking Mm -hmm. to buy tiktok I know I heard about that because of the the recent ban. So mm-hmm. they were they were looking to buy it. Um, Instagram just came out today with their their version of TikTok. It's called Instagram Reels. So no way. <laughs> it looks like it's very similar. Um, yeah, I have to say the one thing I like about TikTok. There's a few things I like about it, but mm-hmm. I love the algorithm. The fact that you can just discover people from everywhere everywhere everywhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. everywhere. um and and i can be discovered too as an artist that's really great being able to just like put content out there and yeah. hundreds of thousands of people see it no absolutely it's it's a mm-hmm. great new platform it's definitely giving everybody run for their money and everybody's like <laughs> okay i need to get on tiktok and uh, i actually know some people who's like you know i'm no longer going to be on other platforms. It's just, I'm just going to do TikTok because it's bringing me the most audience. And there's a place and time for everything, which is just really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we are subscribed to your YouTube channel, so be looking Wonderful. forward to your new yeah. stuff. Thanks. And we'll, yeah, thanks. We'll be sharing all of the links to your connections on the show notes. So when the podcast episode goes out, we'll, uh, my, my audience will know where to connect with you. Thank you so Fantastic. much, Ken. Kenra. This was a ton of fun. You have an amazing day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.